Hi, grace and peace be with you. If you're joining us for the first time, I want to welcome you to Kainos Church Podcast, where you can find our conversation starters, known as our sermons, here online. My name is Matthew, and I'm one of the teaching pastors here at Kainos Church. I want to express my thanks for listening, and I pray that these conversation starters not only bless you, but also spur you into conversation with others. If you'd like to join us in person, we are located in Seoul, South Korea, uh, in Hwegi, and we are in the SDA Samyuk Seoul Main uh, building on the second floor in the study room. Our gatherings are at 11 a.m., and we would love uh, to have you join us. Last week, our lead pastor, uh, Pastor Joe, spoke to us on Matthew 5.4. And this week, this week's conversation starter is taught to us by my co-teaching pastor, uh, Michael. And he will be speaking on Matthew 5, 5, Blessed are the meek. May God continue to richly bless you as you listen. Thank you. Because 
In Psalms chapter 149, it's in verse 4, it says, For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Now, I want you to take in those words. He will beautify the meek with salvation. According to that, the meek will be saved. Only the meek will be saved. Your reaction, I'm guessing. What do you mean? How is that possible? Why are only the meek saved? Because Jesus' statement is, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. God has promised hit the saints, you will inherit the earth. So if the saints inherit the earth, and the meek inherit the earth, which means the only the meek will be saved. So now, what's the big deal about meekness? Because there's a conflict in our minds. We all know meekness as weakness, but Jesus seems to show it as the most valuable character trait you will ever need. And let's try to understand why. In the Bible, we have a character named Moses. Now many of you know Moses as the one who led the people, children of Israel out of Egypt brought them to Canaan, and was a successful leader. He was brave, he was strong, he was obedient to God. God told him everything and he wrote it down, told the people exactly as God said. And he was a merciful and kind individual. Every time the people he was guiding were rebelling against him, and God was like, okay, step aside, I'll destroy them. God, he was like, no, 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 God, please forgive them. That is a strong individual, right? But notice what the Bible says about him. Now the man Moses was very meek, above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. A brave, strong, great leader, merciful and kind, in his time is considered by God the meekest man on the earth in his period of time. Now there's not only him, there is another. The very one giving the Sermon on the Mount that says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is what he says about himself. In Matthew 11, verse 28, 29, Come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Okay, that sounds nice. Then he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me, meaning this is how I am. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So we have two individuals. We have Jesus and Moses. Was Jesus a pushover? Was Jesus a doormat that you could walk all over? He was not. So what's going on here? Because our concept of meekness is a pushover. But these two individuals are not pushovers. So we need to understand what meekness really is. One example of one part of meekness is meekness is power under control. It is being aware of your strength, status, and abilities yet choosing not to use them for your own benefit, but for the benefit of others. 
power under control. Here's an example of that. When Jesus washed the disciples' feet, the story says he was aware that all power had been given to him. They were supposed to wash each other's feet as a part of the service to the guests. He steps down from his position, aware of his power, aware of his status, aware of his relation to them, that he's higher than them. But he goes and takes off the clothes and washes their feet. That is power under control. That is meekness. Moses, when he's leading the children of Israel, they're constantly complaining. God says, step aside, I will destroy them. I'm with you, Moses. Moses realizes that and says, no, God. Forgive them. That's meekness. Now, another aspect of meekness. Meekness is being kind and gentle under pressure or treated unfairly. Now, you might be saying, oh, okay, there's the pushover. There's the pushover thing now, right? But it's not, because here's why. Someone who is a pushover, when they're being treated that way, they're not happy. They're not content. They're kind of just putting on, putting on a face, and then when they leave the situation, they're complaining, they're angry, and they're frustrated. They're not a pushover because they choose to. It's because they're afraid. It's because they're scared if what happens if I do something. They think that they don't have the strength, but meekness is power. You realize you are able to do something, but you choose not to. Instead, you choose, in the situation, you choose to be kind and gentle to the person who is offending you. Why? For their benefit. You're not concerned about yourself in the moment. You're concerned about them. You're thinking, man, you're not thinking, man, they're hurting me. You're thinking, I don't want to hurt you. The concern is about the other, not about yourself. Which is why one who is truly meek, in a situation where they're being forced to do something, they are calm and they are positive. They are optimistic. They're not depressed. So now, the other aspect of meekness. In order to do that, meekness is submitting your will to the will of another. This is where it gets dicey. None of us want to do that. There is no one on the face of this earth that wants to submit their will to another. But that is what meekness requires. One who is meek is not ambitious does not desire to be noticed, but instead desires to help and support others. They are not thinking about themselves. They are thinking about the other. And here's an example of someone who's meek. Say I want to go on vacation and I've planned my trip to go on vacation. I've been thinking about it for a long time and then a friend calls me saying that they need my help and it conflicts with my trip. It's the same day as my trip. 
You know what the meek person does? They cancel their trip to help their friend. That's what they do. They don't think about their own benefit. They think about others. Once their desire, once that good person is taken care of, then they go back to their trip. That is meekness. Now, did Jesus and Moses do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember in the garden where Jesus says, Father, if this cup can pass from me, but not my will, your will be done. That is a moment of meekness. So now, here's also another important thing. In Psalms 25, verse 9, it says, The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. Because the meek submit their will to the will of another, they are the most obedient and loyal individual you'll ever meet. Whatever you ask, they'll do it. No questions asked, no complaints, no murmuring during the, during the time they're doing the request. Jesus demonstrates this. He says, I do nothing of my own will except what the Father has told me to do. Everything Moses told the Israelites to do was what God told him to do. And God, remember, the meek inherit the earth, right? Have you ever taken into account the fifth commandment? Honor your mother and your father that your days may be long in the land where God gives you. There is a blessing of prosperity over the land if you obey. Meek people obey and they listen. Abraham was meek when God told him, offer your son, your only son. He loved his son, but he submitted his will to the will of God and did it. Didn't tell the mom because she would have stopped him. But even if he did tell her, he still would have gone through with it. Not his will or his wife's will, but God's will. The meek submit their will to God and do his pleasure. And here's what's the best thing about it. They have no stress or worry. When you are meek, you are not concerned about yourself. You're only concerned about others. So you know what that means? You have peace of mind. You have literally peace of mind regardless of circumstance. Regardless of situation, whether you are poor or rich, you're okay mentally. Whether you're being hated by your co-workers and things are not good at home, you're okay. When someone's arguing with you, you're, they're arguing with themselves. You're, not, you're okay. You're not even arguing back. But instead, you're seeking to reconcile with them instead. So... That is what meekness is. First, power under control. Being kind and gentle under pressure or treated unfairly. This is something interesting about the meek. They never fight for their rights. They realize they have rights. They realize those rights are being violated. And they realize they can fight for it, but they don't. They submit themselves for the benefit of others and their oppressor. That is quite unique, but that is meekness. And submitting your will to the will of another. Jesus and Moses 
embody those principles. So how do we become meek? How do we become meek to inherit the earth? It says it here, come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. You know why we're heavy burdened? Not just because of our work, but because of self. Because of our personal desires and our wants, our hearts are burdened. But when we are meek, those desires and wants disappear. We are no longer heavy in our mind, wondering, I need to do this, I need to do that. The meek don't have that issue. They are at peace in their mind. And they are lowly in heart. Now you might ask, wait, what's the difference between meekness and humility? Sounds like it's the same. They're not. Meekness is your attitude and behavior towards another. Neglecting yourself. Humility is your view of yourself in comparison to others. Humility is primarily mental. I see myself lower than someone else. But meekness is I am aware that I am equal with you or under you or above you. But I lower myself to be your servant. Power under control, kindness and gentleness under pressure, submission of your own will. Now, why is meekness so important to God? Why is it such an important thing that God says, they will inherit the earth. I will bless them with salvation. And when you realize this, it's, it's amazing. In the Bible, it is taught that Jesus, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one, meaning they're exactly alike in character. So when he says, I'm meek and lowly in heart, what does that mean? It means God, the most powerful being in the universe, who can create anything by the power of his word, who is all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-powerful, is meek. God is meek. And when you realize that, you start to remember certain things about him. You start realizing the answer to the questions of why he does what he does. Why does God, knowing that Satan would exist, create him and permit him to do, to do his will, and instead of destroying him and using his power? Because he's meek. God would rather create him and choose to go through that make and respect his decision. Why does God create Adam and Eve, knowing that they may disobey and follow Satan, yet... He comes and visits them as if they did nothing wrong. Did you notice that? He comes into the garden, where are you? And then he forgives them and helps them because he's meek. And then you ask, does, does God submit his will to the will of another? If you look into the history of Israel, Israel wanted a king over them. God said, no, 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 no. I am your king. If you have a king, it's going to end badly. And they say, we want a king. He says, okay, I'll give you a king. He had his will. He knew better. They made a request. He respected their request. 
The result was bad exactly as he said it would be, but he still respected their decision. And now, even greater part, God has his son. He's in heaven with him. He has his angels, and he has all these other worlds. But he has one disobedient world. And he sends his only son and sacrifices his only son. He doesn't need this one little world to honor him. He doesn't even need its worship or praise. He has 99 others. But he sacrifices everything he has to reconcile that world with himself. He didn't do anything wrong in the relationship. He never caused the problem. They did it. But he comes and makes peace. That is meekness. God is asking us to be meek because he is meek. So he's actually asking us to be like himself. Now, is there an individual in the Bible that went from being not meek to meek? Yes, there is. Saul, who became Paul. So Paul, Saul started out as a very proud, ambitious, strong, and courageous Pharisee. I mean, when Stephen was not with that was stoned, he was there. He's like, yeah, I support this decision. He held their coats so that they were comfortable in killing this heretic. Then not only that, he was so zealous for God, he said, you know what? I'm going to do so much good for my church. I'm going to hunt these people down. I'll bring them back here and they'll face trial. And then everybody will notice me. I will get promoted. And what is what happens? He meets Jesus. He has an interaction with Jesus and he realizes that he was poor in spirit. And for the past few days, he's blind. He mourns over his condition. Jesus sends one of his disciples to him to minister to him and he teaches him. Now, from that time on, Paul's name is changed from Saul to Paul. And he goes through an experience. He goes through a long experience, and one day he has an inter interaction with um, Peter. Peter is demonstrating discrimination um, towards Jews and Gentiles because he would eat with the, Jew the Gentiles, and then when the Jews came, kind of felt a little way, so he said, let me go sit with the, the Jews. And he influenced the others to do that, but Paul was not having it. Paul stood and spoke up, and he said something that reveals the essence of meekness, the essence of his transformation. He says this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That is meekness in its entirety. He says, I am dead with Jesus, but yet I'm alive, you can see me, but not me, not Saul, but Jesus is alive in me. My will has been completely submitted to his will, to do his pleasure. And the life that I now live in this body that you see I live by the faith of the Son of God, meaning I copy Him. I do as He did. I walk where He walked. I talk as He talked. I do like Him. 
who loved me and gave himself for me. Meekness copies meekness. And that was what Paul did. This is a testament of Paul's journey. So if Paul can go from destroying the church to reaching that position, so can you. And it is that, that is why. Now, why does the meek inherit the earth? Let's look back. Adam and Eve were the original owners of the earth. And they were meek in the beginning. But then they sought something for themselves. They took something that they, was not theirs, thinking that it would bring benefit to them. And they lost it all. That one decision of self-seeking lost it all. But then Jesus comes, and he does everything not for himself, but for us and according to God's will. And what happens? He gets it all. He gets it all by denying himself. Adam and Eve lost it all by self-seeking. So now he says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. It is when you deny yourself, submit your will to God, follow his will and do his will, that you become meek. Walking in faith is walking in meekness. And here's the amazing thing about meekness. Meekness, only the meek can keep God's commandments. Only the meek can keep God's commandments. They do not have any the personal urges, desires for themselves. Only they submit their will to the will of another. And they carry out that individual's will and bless others. If you notice, now that you know what meekness is, think about when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness. Satan tempted him, you're hungry. You've been fasting for 40 days. If you're the son of God, self-notice. If you're the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Show your power, show yourself. He's selfless. But instead he says, no, 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 it is written. Who does he quote? God's word. Not his words. He submits himself to the will of another, puts his power under control, because I can't turn a stone into bread. I don't know any of you that can. He can. So he submits that power, puts it under control, doesn't use it, but submits his will to another, and he wins. Only the meek defeat Satan. Only the meek overcome temptation. And that's why only the meek will inherit the earth. But it's a process. First, you must realize your spiritual poverty. Then, mourn for it and seek it, comfort of it from God. And he will fill you and make you spiritually rich. And when you are spiritually rich, you have no self-need. Then you walk the steps of becoming meek. And you don't have to worry. Life will give you situations to be meek. That's how God works. And you just have to utilize it. And so this is the end of the presentation. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I wish you all to inherit the earth. And myself as well. So that. So let us walk the path of meekness. All right, so now we're going to break apart into groups. Uh, let's say groups of three. 
three, maybe, yeah, groups of three, and we'll have uh, discussions. If you look at the pamphlet, it's on the back of it, inside the pamphlet, yeah. You'll see. I just want to say thank you again for joining us and for listening to our podcast. If you want to know more information about who we are, uh, you can check out our website at www.kainosenglishchurch.wixsite.com forward slash kainoschurch. And so Kainos is spelled K-A-I-N-O-S. And the website again is www.kainosenglishchurch.wixsite.com forward slash Kainos Church. If you want to get involved, if you have any suggestions or just need someone to talk to or if you need prayer, go ahead and send us an email at kainosenglishchurch at gmail.com and we'll be in touch with you as soon as we can. May God bless you, be with you, and may you continue to enjoy His goodness, His grace, and His peace.